Thank you. Good morning. Let's just open in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are and just being reminded. Lord, I thank you for your bloodshed. Thank you, Lord, that you paid the price. Lord, what a privilege it is that we can even meet here this morning. Lord, I pray that you would just speak to us this morning, uh, not because it's brought by man, but that, Lord, you would encourage us both from your word and as we talk about different things. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm excited this morning to have this privilege to talk to you and and be here. And uh, I realized it wasn't that long ago that uh, a couple friends of mine were here, Peter Baker and uh, Tim Watley, and they they were uh, sharing with you. And uh, I want to share with you a little bit this morning. It's interesting, the Lord's timing, um, because uh, last March we had booked this chapel not knowing that uh, the Divines were going to come through, not knowing that the Bakers and the Watleys were going to come through, and uh, now you're stuck with me. But I want to tell you a little bit about New Tribes Mission, and uh, if I hit the right buttons, and there we go. New Tribes Mission. I I realize that you guys have have chapel speakers all the time, and and you're hearing from different mission organizations and, and different Christian organizations, and there's a lot of good organizations out there. There's a lot of good Christian missions out there that are, that are doing a great work. And, and maybe sometimes it, it seems overwhelming for you. You think, man, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Well, uh, I want to share with you my sob story for just a few minutes. Um, Twenty years ago this fall, uh, I was the age of some of you. And I was looking to the Lord for direction in my life, and the Lord had challenged me. And uh, I'll tell you first off, because I don't know what, what some of you are thinking about, you know, uh, if, if you want to continue on in ministry or if you want to get a job at Walmart. Uh, I, I don't know what, what you're thinking, but I wanted to go into min- ministry. But I'll tell you one thing I didn't want to do. I did not want to be a moochinary. I did not, because I detested missionaries. I couldn't stand them, because... I had a couple that came through our church not too far from here, Jacksontown Baptist, and they'd say, oh, if you don't give money, I can't go. I thought, I'll give you money just to get rid of you. <laughs> In fact, if I knew a missionary was coming to our church, I'd skip church because I just couldn't stand missionaries. And the Lord worked in my heart. The Lord worked in my heart. And, and you know what the Lord did in my heart? He challenged me that people need to hear. That people need to hear. Yes, there, yes, there are some missionaries that, that maybe fall into the category of moochinaries. Maybe there are. But I'm accountable for my life. I'm accountable for my life. And, and as the Lord challenged me, I began to look at, at different mission agencies and, 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 and talk with some of them. And I came really close to going with another mission agency. And then I heard of New Tribes Mission. And like I say, New Tribes Mission is not above and beyond other missions. It's just a mission organization that thank the Lord that he's using to reach people. And some of the things that challenged me about New Tribes Mission was back in 1942, a man by the name of Paul Fleming had a burden to take the gospel to those people that had never heard before. And he went to Malaysia. And he was there living amongst the tribal, the indigenous people. And when he was there, he got malaria. 
and he got so sick he had to come back. And when he came back, he, he, he was with, of course, he was in the hospital, and then he recovered from malaria, and then he went back to Malaysia. And then he got malaria again. And this time he was so sick that they had to carry him on the boat. He couldn't even walk. And he was recuperating, and the doctor told him, said, Paul, you can never leave the United States again because he had cerebral malaria. And they said, if you get it again, you will die. Next time they'll be carrying you on a, in a body bag. And he was laying there in the hospital bed, not even able to walk yet. And the Lord burdened his heart. And the Lord gave him this vision to start New Tribe's mission. And, and this was his, his vision. His, New Tribe's mission. Efforts shall be directed where there's no gospel witness. And the Lord led him to five other men. One of those men's name was Lance Latham. Any of you ever heard of the Oana program? Lance also started the Oana program. Back in the 40s, it was called the High Hat Club. Uh, but then in, in the late 40s, uh, they changed it to a one. I'm, I'm kind of glad they went with one instead of the hi-hat club. But, uh, but uh, Lance was one of those key guys. There was five men that started New Tribe's mission. Paul was the key guy. But this is the verse that they used that challenged them. As the Apostle Paul said in Romans 15, verse 20, Yea, so I have strived to preach Christ. Sorry, I've, I've strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named. To take the gospel to those that had never heard. And, and Paul Fleming and Lance and some of those other men were convicted that they needed to take the gospel to those who had not heard. In fact, Paul used to say, I don't believe that we should go around telling other people who have heard already until everyone's had a chance to hear at least once. And so that's how New Tribes Mission was born. Purpose statement. I want to go through the purpose statement of New Tribes Mission because I, I find as we're looking for recruits, as we're challenging people to give their lives, it's very important to know where, what we believe, where we stand. And our purpose statement is this, and I want to go through it slowly, but motivated by the love of Christ. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago when, when Peter Baker was here, he said that we, we don't want people to come because they feel guilty or because they feel bad. We want people that are motivated by the love of Christ. What motivates you to do what you do? A, a good question to ask yourself is, as, as you're looking and in, in going on to ministry down the road, but what motivates you? Motivated by the love of Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Serving the Lord is not easy. There's challenges. And if you're going to be a missionary and go to another country and learn another language and then go live in a remote place, even in this day and age, it's challenging. It's challenging. But we want people that are empowered by the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit, what? That he leads them, that he guides them, that he convicts them, that he teaches them. We want people that are walking with the Lord and we're trusting the Lord for some people. Whoops, sorry, I keep... I get all wound up and keep hitting buttons and we'll be done and you'll be out, out about 20 minutes early here. But then it says, NTM, New Tribes Mission, exists to assist the ministry of the local church. You know, we don't want to be the Lone Ranger. In fact, a few years ago, we started to get off of this and, and we've been coming back to this, that we need to function, that we need to serve as a ministry of the local church. My wife and I were in Bolivia almost 10 years, 
and New Tribes Mission asked us to consider the ministry of representation. Well, we started praying about it, but one of the things that we did was we met with our churches. We met with our, our supporters. We, we talked to them. And we said, what do you guys think? Will you guys pray about it? Will you guys give us input? We want to involve the local church. We don't want to be a lone ranger. So assist the ministry of the local church through mobilizing, equipping, and coordinating believers to evangelize unreached people groups. Because that is what we're desiring to do. To take the gospel to those that haven't heard. But you know, we just don't go there and show the Jesus film and then go home. We, we have a goal. That's to share the gospel with them, trust the Lord to plant churches, translate the scriptures, and see indigenous churches established that truly glorify God. That is our purpose statement. It's a mouthful, but that's what we're desiring to do. That's what we're trusting the Lord to do. Some of the countries that we're working in, in Africa, working in various countries, Ivory Coast, Senegal, and several other countries, Asia-Pacific, New Guinea, Thailand, a few others, and then Latin America. There's actually a couple countries in Latin America we want to go in, but we don't have workers right now, and we're praying about direction. One of those is Peru. Those are some of the countries we're working in right now. Do you know that there's over 6,800 languages in the world? Like here this morning, we probably speak a couple different languages, don't we? English, French, Newfie? Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) Thank you, Margaret. She'll never invite me over again, but at least I said it. But can you imagine that many languages? But you know what's really sad? That only 1,223 of them have access to the New Testament in in their language. Isn't that something? Something that's even sadder for me is 471 of them have the entire Bible in their heart language. One of my pet peeves is, and maybe I'll step on some toes. I already stepped on Margaret's. But you know, we continue to produce translations in English. We continue to produce translations. Every year there's how many different kinds or different translations come out. Why do we continue to produce translations in English when we have when we have it already? When we have so many study materials and resources and strongs concordance, lexicons, etc. etc. The Lord challenged me with to whom much is given, much will be required. I believe someday we're gonna have to give an account to God with what we've done with his word I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and preach all day about translations but something I think we got to take to heart what are we doing with God's word because there's 2200 language groups that do not have anything of God's word in their language that's what hit me in 1994 I went to Venezuela and I was in the jungle and I was there with a pume tribe and the missionary was learning their language. And I was out one Friday night just messing with some kids. I had a big red beard. They'd never seen my hair was red back then. And I, I had a beard, and they'd never seen a beard. 
and they were wanting to pull it and, and the hair on my arms, and they just thought I was a hairy beast. And I had a lot of fun with them. But, you know, one, one Friday night I was out there, and I was playing with a bunch of those kids. I was just having a ball with them, winding them up and then sending them home. I did. I gave them some chocolate. And I was there, and all of a sudden it hit me that this little kid that was pulling the hair on my face had never heard John 3, 16. And I went to the missionary and I said, it's not fair that these kids have never heard the Bible stories that we even get tired of hearing. Oh, here we go on David and Goliath again. And I said to him, I don't want to go home because this child has got a right to hear God's word. Thank the Lord that that missionary learned their language. Shared the gospel, now there's a church there. And now they have the New Testament in their language. But that broke my heart. Sitting there and saying, this guy has never heard. Man, 2200, I find that overwhelming. Thank the Lord, by his grace, New Tribes Mission. We, we have completed uh, the New Testament in 59 tribal languages. We are currently working on 106 there's 106 that as we speak, people right now, that missionaries right now are working on translating the New Testament. Every 90 days a translation is finished. It's almost like rolling a snowball, you know, as we're working along. I want to show you just a couple, and I'll leave them here. You're free to look at them. Because I was in Bolivia, I'm pretty partial to Bolivia. And uh, all of these but one are from Bolivia and I, I know everybody that has translated these. For example, this is the New Testament in Chimoni. Chimoni. And uh, a couple of years ago, Mr. Little came down to Bolivia and he got to meet some of the Chimoni men. But God's word, they now have it. In fact, they're now working. In fact, a friend of mine, Dan Burke, is now translating Leviticus. How many of you like to sit up at night and read Leviticus? He has finished Genesis and Exodus, and now he's working on Leviticus. Pray for him. Send him some coffee, would you? They need to hear Leviticus too, okay? Here I have in Trinitario, okay, the New Testament. Here I have, uh, uh, sorry, I forgot which one this is. One is, I have to look it up. Uh, oh, the Yano Mummy. This is from Venezuela. Those of you that are going to go to Wyumi are going to hear a little bit about the Yano Mummy. But this is the Anomami New Testament. This is just Exodus. Just Exodus in Trinitario. A man by the name of Joe Snyder translated this. But I'll leave these here. You can look at them. But it, it's so exciting what God is doing. And we're seeing translated translations completed. But we need to keep pressing on because there's more that still need to hear. Last year, seven new churches were planted or born. That there's believers in, in indigenous groups that, where there never was before. Every 45 days, we start teaching a new people group. You know what we're trusting the Lord for? For more missionaries. We'd like to see, it's not about numbers, but we would like to see that down to every 30 days, a new people group starts hearing the gospel. That's what we're trusting the Lord for. In fact, I want to show you something. I, I was reviewing this this morning, and I just got this. This is hot off the press. This is hot off the press. 
that a missionary family called the Martins completed language and culture study, that they reached a fluency in the language where they could present the gospel. And 22 people accepted the Lord. And they baptized them just a few hours ago. First baptism in this tribe. 22 people were baptized. In fact, the the missionary went out and baptized the first believer, and then he allowed that believer to baptize some of the other men. I thought, man, this is so exciting to see what God is doing around the world. I mean, this is, this is hot off the press. Just, just got it this morning at 6.30. Anybody sleeping at 6.30? Man, look what you missed. By God's grace, we're working with 318 people groups. But you know what? We have 106, 106 people groups that want to hear. People that have asked if we would come and teach them. Some of those are in Bolivia. Some of them are in Africa. It says 15 of them are in creative services. What's creative services? Creative services is what we call a country where you cannot go in as a missionary. It's illegal. You have to go in as a tent maker. You have to go in trusting the Lord to be a missionary, to be a witness, but going in as maybe a teacher. And we'll talk about that in a little bit more. We've got, we've got to keep pressing on. We've got to trust the Lord for people because there's 2,200 people groups that have not heard. Could you play, Isaac, I'm going to switch it just a second, but you could, could you play, is it number five? Um, the, uh, each stick has a name. I'm going to show you a video. Now, this isn't a polished video. This video was taken live when it happened. And I want to show you this video. I don't know about you, but that challenges me. That when that man heard that there was a team there, that he came down with sticks on his last resort and said every stick represents somebody. And they need to hear. We'll continue on tomorrow, but there's people that need to hear. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, again, that you sent your son to die for us. Lord, we've got a huge responsibility to go and to tell them. Lord, I pray that you would raise some up to go and tell. And that each one of us, regardless of what you have, that we will stand up for you. That we will go and tell. Be with us in the remainder of the day. In Jesus' name, amen.